This is Sports Best, the all-star version of our Sports Best program. If only we can smoke them if you got them. My name is Larry. I try to quit smoking, but I just can't quit cigars. Olson, he is Andrew Keller, who just lit up a big fatty. Happy uh, all-star version of the Sports Best program, Mr. Keller. I just like having some, I have an oral fixation. I only Hello. have maybe five or six cigars a week. It's not, I'm, I'm actually trying to get, get that number up. I think uh, that'd be better for me, get it up. The 13 year old self in me would make something of your oral fixation, but the 47 version is just going to go right through that. I'm just, just plow through. Yeah. Sometimes people like baby carrots. That kind of helps. It's a good way to get rid of that or uh, celery. <laughs> I, I, one time I was watching uh, the Muppet Babies. Uh, Miss Piggy was trying to lose weight and she was eating a celery stick and she looked so cool. I was like, I should do that. And I love celery as a snack now because of that. Can we get to the fun news of the week? It was the Midsummer Classic Tuesday night, the All-Star Game in baseball. 5-2 American League pulls it out. Toronto's Vladimir Guerrero, the game's MVP, had a home run. He becomes the youngest MVP in all-star history, also followed the bat path of his dad, Vladimir Guerrero, who homered in the 2006 game. They joined Bobby and Barry Bonds. Ken Griffey Sr. Ken Griffey Jr. is the only father-son duos with all-star homers. The big story of the game, though, of course, Shohei Atani, who pitched and hit. He went 0 for 2. He started the game. Here's the deal. A Japanese pitcher got the win. An Australian named Liam Hendricks got the save. And Dominican Guerrero was the MVP. So it was sort of an international flair of the game. But what everybody always wants to talk about is those damn uniforms at the game. <laughs> now, typically speaking at the baseball all-star game, they wear their normal uniform. But this year they went to some like concocted that people were calling jumpsuits. Did you see the uniforms from the game? Yeah, I saw them. There's a lot of backlash on Twitter on this is how this is a atrocity. How could you do this? It's so much better with the other and kind of looking at just the lineup of the show today in general, all roads lead to money. I mean, you, you touched on these international players being the stars of the game. That's good for MLB because other countries are going to rally behind that. MLB is doing this because these all-star jerseys are something that you can sell. That's different. It's like, Oh, I want to buy a Mike Trout all-star Jersey versus like, if he wore his angels thing, you'd be like, all right, I already have that. I'm not going to do it. Also, People just are incensed no matter what. Like, people don't like change. People didn't like it when the Broncos changed to their new thing. And now if they went back to their old one, people would be incensed. So I guess maybe just a little bit of cynical in me saying all roads lead to money. But I don't know. I didn't like them, but I, I didn't go to Twitter to tell the world how I felt. You know, who cares, right? You're. I think you're exactly right about it. But the one thing I will say – so the uh, American League wore white and the National League wore blue. Really super unflattering for the larger baseball players. Yeah. It just really kind of made them look just large. Yeah, I mean, that's not really what you want, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. Did you have thoughts on it? Did you did you turn it on and be like, oh, that's kind of cool? Well, I definitely turned it on. I was like, wait a minute. Why isn't everybody – You know, because you think about like the NBA All-Star game and the hockey All-Star game, they wear these team – Mm -hmm. Baseball is really the kind of only sport that it works that they wear their own jersey. It doesn't work in any other sport. So, yeah, they got to make money. Except golf. You got golf. The golf all star game is outstanding. I just have a general rule in life that I don't buy any type of apparel that can be dated. 
like if my team, if, if Colorado wins the big, well, when they won the big 12, I was like, ah, I don't want a big 12 championship shirt because this is good for about six weeks, maybe probably less. And so like, I don't like buying stuff that'll be dated and I'm not going to buy an all-star jersey. I knew this guy who said 40 year old was the cutoff that no grown man over 40 could ever buy a jersey again. Like how was your cutoff? I got time. You got, you got that. But after that, that's it. You that's your cutoff. Well, before I go to that, I have to be the first to admit that I did not think the NBA Finals were going to be much of a series. After last night's performance by Milwaukee, they held off the Suns and they are tied up at 2-2 with a great effort from Antetokounmpo. He had a pretty sweet block with about 74 seconds to go, and uh, I thought the call was pretty fun. Let's take a look. Booker with Tucker on him. Throws it up for Aiton. Shot blocked by Antetokounmpo. What a block from Giannis. I mean, that was arguably kind of the pivotal point at the end of the game. It's like, okay, kind of like LeBron running down, blocking the shot. Like when you get a huge block with not much left to go to maintain your lead, that's good. I still contend that the Suns are going to win the series, but Milwaukee's uh, kind of pulling their stuff together. And hopefully, maybe it'll go seven. So I'm going to confess to you that I could give a flying rat's ass who actually wins between the Bucks and the Suns. But as you know... I'm always rooting for team content. Right. So let's just have this thing go seven games. Let's just draw this out as long as we can. It's a good series now. Yeah. I I mean, who knows? I think, let's say, I'm going to say Phoenix wins in six. But uh, game seven will be sweet. And, I mean, right now, no one's given up home court. So if it goes that way, it's Phoenix in seven. The real question I want to know about this series, is the, is the gorilla still the mascot for the Suns? Did that thing get retired? Is that, like, not a thing anymore? I don't know. I haven't seen the gorilla, but uh, mascots are um, pretty conspicuous. So you never know where they are because they're running around the stands. Um, It's a good gig being a mascot. Okay, this just into the newsroom. We have breaking news, Andrew Keller. The Olympics start next week. Opening ceremonies from the National Tokyo Stadium next Friday night. Oh, by the way, coronavirus cases surging to a six-month high in Tokyo just a week before the start. Tokyo is currently under a fourth state of emergency. I just feel like this is headed for, I don't know. I mean, the trains left the station. They're not going to cancel it. Um, I think, as you say, they're writing about content. This is interesting to track, but from my understanding from someone that has no ties to the Olympics is it's (laughs) going to be held within a bubble and the NBA proved a bubble works. Like, it's not like, oh, um, I'm doing the pole vault tomorrow. Let's go get some uh, Wagyu beef. Let's go into Tokyo and get some Wagyu. Like, they're, they're going to be isolated where they are. I think it can be done safe. And to continue with our theme, all roads lead to money. Back in 2014, NBC paid $7.75 billion to the IOC to have the TV rights to this. So, I mean, we've talked about how much money Japan has lost on this, and I, I just... This is interesting. Let's be safe about it, but they're not going to stop it. Just to minorly push back on your bubble idea, I did think the NBA bubble worked, but it was in a very closed, made-for-TV environment. When they panned to the opening uh, show in Tokyo and there's nobody in a 100,000-seat stadium, will it look a little weirder? I'll put a call into the director today say, don't pan out. Keep those tight shots in there. You know, but they could all. 
which they kind of did sometimes, so it might work out good. Here's the other thing about the Olympics. They've declared that they will not do metal placements over people's oh, yeah. necks. You know, when they go to the stands, they drape the metal. They're just going to hand the medal to the winner and say, you do it yourself. I think that's cool. I think we are in store for getting, I don't remember the year, but the Black Panther thing where the guys did that. Like people yes. are going to use putting the medal on themselves as a statement piece, I think. We'll see if it happens, but I'm calling that's going to happen. I didn't know. There's 339 events. There's 339 events. That's a lot. I would I would have thought a bit more. I thought you were going to say like 500. I, was, I would have guessed 200. Oh, but- I said 500. I take the over. But what do I know? Well, we <laughs> talked about we talked about golf earlier, but the British Open is underway right now. We have the first round in the books as we speak. We got the uh, runner-up, Louis. Uh, I can't ever pronounce his name. Stays, stays. He is leading right now, and uh, he. Uh, I'm going to give you a hot take right now. I think yeah. he might be the new Phil. <laughs> is Phil, because Phil's on his way out. Phil's oh. Phil's doing his victory lap. This guy's the new, um, <laughs> the new lefty. He's a new Phil. He's gonna get he's in his second place a lot, and uh, so we'll see Damn if he it. finishes strong. Uh, so yeah, we we couldn't talk about golf without this segment. Oh. This is Larry's long shot. So we all know that you like the long shot bet. Who do you like as your long shot bet to win the British Open this year? Okay, this is a great question. I could go with the long shot, but I'm going to go with the guy that I'm rooting for the most this year. Can I give you that instead? Yeah, you could say, hey, this is your segment. You can say whoever you want. Okay, Danny Willett, uh, I think he's in the mix. He's the 2016 Master Champ. Check out his last year. He got COVID. He got a wisdom tooth removed. And he had surgery, two of them, one for an appendicitis and one for a hernia, all in the last year. <laughs> wow. Did, did you read that it was pl- uh, singular, one wisdom tooth? That's weird. Uh, or maybe uh, it was just wisdom teeth. It could have been all wisdom okay. teeth. I am not a periodontal expert, but I feel like maybe. I think once you're older, you don't do all four at once. I had all four at once, and that was terrible. I'm going to tell you who I like, and just – only because of his name. He's an American. He has three first names. Christopher Brandon Kirk, named after our intern, Kirk Peterson. He's a golfer from Knox, Vegas. Right now, he's tied for 14th. But come on, three first names. I went to I went to high school with a guy named James Travis James. Was, was, was that weird. a joke on his parents' front? Or his like dad was, was James James James. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's great. I love that. Yeah. So put in your long shot bets, maybe bet on the intern, maybe bet on bad luck. As Clint Black would say, I'd bet it all on a good run of bad luck. Is James, James, James related at all to Tony, Tony, Tony? Are they, (laughs) do they know each other? Uh, Yeah. And they get together every year at the house of prime rib in San Francisco with Marky Mark. Yes. We turn now to our entertainment desk, Mr. Keller. We have, a sports news movie update, Space Jam, a new legacy out this weekend starring the one and only LeBron T. James. As you know, the original Space Jam featured Michael Jordan and the Looney Tunes back in 1996. New flick features the same Looney Tunes, LeBron James and Don Cheadle. I looked it up. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 37 on the mm-hmm. tomato meter. It's out in theaters, but yes, the Olsons will be watching it on Friday night because... It's also being released on HBO Max. 
Did you see the first one? Uh, of course I saw the first one in the theater, bro. Wow. I'm curious who this is marketed to. because My kids. Yeah, I guess your kids. I'm looking up the original Space Jam. The critics gave it 44% on Rotten Tomatoes. Audience scores 63%. So both of them are, by all accounts, rotten. Um, I am not the demo. My uh, aunt and uncle are visiting, and my cousin and her boyfriend are both excited about this coming out. They're seniors in college, so I guess they're casting a wide net. Everyone likes LeBron. Everyone likes – I mean, you even get uh, residual nostalgia from Michael Jordan being associated with it, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't have a cameo. Most, like, animated movies these days, I'm kind of like, eh. I just saw Luca, and I'm like, eh. I know this one's good. I think Space Jam's gonna really suck. I, I, I just, I just, I feel in my bones it's gonna suck. But all the kids are so excited that I gotta just labor through this. I mean, sometimes a bad movie is is just what the doctor ordered. I mean, <laughs> I don't like. It's not like oh, we need to have a complex storyline that pays off where you save the oh. kid. This isn't Shawshank Redemption. Sometimes <laughs> you just want to see LeBron doing his thing. LeBron's just a charismatic person to watch all around. Uh I don't know if a doctor's ever told me to watch a bad movie, but I, I don't want to get too in the weeds there. Oh, I saw, uh, I used to go to an Eastern medicine doctor when I, in uh, Chinatown and uh, on Grant Street. And he's like, you need to watch Frankenweenie. And I did, and I felt better. Well, I think Russell Wilson spent the summer in Italy and he oh. watched a lot of bad movies, but um he did an interview talking about what he did during his off season. And it was a lot of rich guy stuff. And it made me kind of think what, at what point can you somewhat be on autopilot? Like clearly he still has to work out and still do whatever, but like just coming out of college, going into your first year as a quarterback, you're not going to the Amalfi coast and being like, Hey, let's jet to Rome real quick and then come back home while we're watching uh, Euro soccer all summer like Russell Wilson has he hit a point like I don't think Tom Brady would do this but I don't know it's an interesting piece on what Russell Wilson was up to but I feel like we did a piece like last summer about Tom Brady summer maybe it was a couple summers whatever where he's like bringing his trainer to the Barbados like he's literally on Barbados with his family doing the workouts between palm trees that's true Russell could be doing that and be socially aware enough to know that people don't want to hear about him waking up at 5 30 drinking an avocado smoothie and working out <laughs> or he's just been like I've gotten to a point in my life I'm gonna have fun and the chips will fall where they may um, but I would be remiss not to talk about Aaron Rodgers I think a report oh, came yeah. out today that he's not opting out people think he's gonna stay do you have thoughts as of today at as we're recording this, like, where do you, who knows where he's going to end up? I secretly want him to leave Green Bay, but what do you think? Dude, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm hosting Jeopardy, bro. That's where I'm going. Right. And then he moves to LA. He's a California guy. I mean, all this kind of makes sense. Can I just ask one more question about this Russell Wilson story? Yeah. The Amalfi Coast. So let's say you're in Chiqui Terra, or maybe you're in, I don't know if that's the Amalfi Coast. Uh, let's say you're in Caprice, whatever and you don't have an entourage it's you and your wife do people recognize you so like can he just walk on around unabated in the amalfi coast i bet you i bet you he can yeah i think i mean isn't that where doesn't Clooney go there all the time no 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 he goes to lake cuomo, he gets to lake cuomo but he might go i don't know yeah i guess he's got a house on lake cuomo 
Well, but the Amalfi Coast is a bunch of rich people, and like probably where he's staying, he might get noticed by a handful of people. But I would say in general, he's also like if he was an NBA player, like when yes. you're six six and above, I think he's six three. I think he's not that assuming. He and I think he just blends in and goes about his life. And how many people on the Amalfi Coast are watching NFL football? I think none. I agree. He's unassuming. He's kind of like us. I think he can walk around. That's why he went to the Italian Riviera. Yeah, and people don't really watch the NFL that much over there. Yeah, I wouldn't think. No, I mean, we got to he, the bottom of that. He Ooh. does get recognized, but I would. It would be different than if he was in Seattle. For no, it's, you know why? It's like the stupid Americans that are vacationing. That's who recognize, and not anybody that lives there. Yeah, expats being like, "Hey, listen, throw me a football. Let me buy you a pizza." Yeah, he probably played some golf, and when I hit a errant golf shot, I say. Ah! Apparently, big boy Bryson DeChambeau claims that he shouts for 99% of the time when he's hitting driver, which means he doesn't believe in his shot. But uh, Tommy Fleetwood's caddy is calling him out, being like, that's that's malarkey. That is Fugazi. Fugazi. Yelling four is important. I feel like the people that should yell four don't as much, and the more controlling golfers do. But uh, yeah. But here's the thing that for the story is like, why do you need to go on record and tell someone exactly? Like, it just doesn't. Like, I try to yell four. I sometimes do. Like, ninety nine percent. Like, who does that? All roads lead to money. Bryson DeChambeau is getting his Q rating up by staying in the news. Get that little bonus. He's a smart guy. He's he's got to pay for his uh his protein shakes, man. Is that how up? often when you hit an errant shot? How often your percentage that you yell for? When I hit an errant shot or of my shots? No, when you hit an errant shot, do you eighty five percent of the time? If I hit a bad shot, I'm yelling for. But I've gotten to a place in my life where I don't <laughs> really go for the woods very often. I'm hitting three iron off the tee. <laughs> I'd rather go 200 in the fairway than, and I'm not getting much further with my driver, maybe 240, maybe 250, but that's in the rough. So my approach isn't very good. Who knows? I, I'm all over the place. I, I just can't, I don't, my brain doesn't think that quick. Like it's usually someone from my foursome that when I'm shank someone else is yelling it for me so that I don't have to do it because I just can't think that fast. Yeah. Also, if you try, if you're like, I'm not going to reach them, you're definitely going to hit them. <laughs> That's how that goes. <laughs> That's totally the truth. Well, this has been Sports Best. He's Andrew Keller, who knows himself. He's playing three iron when the West of us pulling out the driver taking, yeah, that's a big doggy, smacking some big dudes and sporting pounds in the head. He's Andrew Keller. I'm Larry Olson. See you next week.